Hello, and welcome to the Hardachoke Podcast. I am your host, T.D. Montina, an empowerment coach, but also a clinical mental health counselor and PhD student in developmental psychology. The Hardachoke Podcast is where we come together to talk about topics regarding our mental health. And as we learn, share, and grow, we discuss things that is a heavy stigma within our society, creating a safe space to know more about ourselves, people, and the world around us. Come here every week to gain more information and knowledge and even evidence-based research regarding the topic. Always be mindful that this space is not to diagnose, but to get to the heart or the core of who we are and how we think our behaviors, patterns, and perceptions. I am T.D. Montina. Please grab your pen and paper and let's begin this episode on today. Today we're going to discuss um, here in episode 9 a really, really hard um, awareness of mental illness and how that can be really heavy. A lot of times people may say, oh, you shouldn't be depressed. Oh, you're, you're okay, right? Or you're so strong. I know you'll, you'll, you'll make it through this too. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that happen to you, but you know, I just, I know things will, will be okay. And, and that doesn't really make um, the sting go away or it doesn't lessen the pains and challenges of many things that we can experience, whether that's family discord or divorce or um, a love break, um, even having adult children or small children and having some challenges. It could be about your health and illness. Um, it, it could be anything. You could be, you know, experiencing grief or even poverty, having some really, really hard challenges with finances right now. Or, you know, even overstimulated and very concerned and um, having some difficulties with what we're seeing happen across our world, um, globally and beyond, um, politics and, and such things, right? This episode today is going to really, really um, help, I'm hoping, um, have a discussion that many mental health professionals are not comfortable with having um, because it, it can be a little tough um, to have. These aha moments will be in this session today. Um, and so this, this, this one is called No One Tells Me How. A lot of people tell you to get over things, but they don't tell you how. And they don't discuss the why. Let's begin this subject today. Um, many times we experience depression or um, stagnation in our mental health um, because of so many different reasons. What have someone told you about yourself that you've accepted as your truth? Maybe they said you were stupid. Um, maybe someone said that you are not enough or even um, as a child um, that you would never amount to anything. 
maybe even in your marriage or divorce or in that breakup that you had, um, you're going to be alone. You're always going to be alone. And here it is, so much time have lapsed and you've met people, um, potential mates, but you're still alone. What about being in a marriage where you or your partner have really psychologically checked out, but they're physically present and so you still feel lonely? Um, a lot of your emotional, mental, or even sexual needs are not being met in that connection. I wonder a lot of times how often we self-loathe or a better word for that is self-hatred without even knowing that we're talking to ourselves silently or psychologically and that creates um, negativity or even depression or overwhelm or heaviness or even low self-esteem. Comparing ourselves to others, you know, social media shows you what the individuals want to show um, and a lot of times many people don't post how they got to a specific place in life um, they just maybe share the rewards of where they are and so comparing yourself to someone can be dangerous on social media Right, they you may see someone taking vacations and shopping all the time, or that they're at a high of life, and you say, That's what I aspire to be, I want to be like them. And why is my life so messed up? And why am I so broken? And why, why does bad things happen to good people? And I know this person have done bad things and they're on a high of life. And the, and the dangerous part about that is we don't know exactly behind the walls or closed doors what a person have had to endure to get to where they are today. We don't know that. We don't know if they've ever been raped or if they've ever been homeless and they had to dumpster dive for them and their children looking for food in the back of Walmart or Dollar General or Dollar Tree or HEB. We don't, we don't know if they've ever had to live in their car or if they've slept you know in a a public bathroom overnight and they locked themselves in and slept on the floor because they were homeless we don't know if they've ever had infestation of roaches or rats or you know we, we don't bed bugs we don't know how they arrived to where they are today they've ever had to be on government assistance and live from sofa to sofa or floor to floor if they have some things with their mental health or their physical health that they don't share maybe cancer right? maybe a, a sexual transmitted infection that they don't share those things about because of some experiences that they they've had we don't know the whole part total sum of someone's life when we're wanting or wishing to be like them that's a dangerous game to play with yourself and so if that's you one of the things that I recommend is finding out one how you can decrease your time on social media which will help decrease comparing yourself to others and then second getting to the core of why you think you should compare what is it about yourself that you dislike so much your life is not enough. And how do you fix it? Right, write it down. 
Like take inventory of that. Don't just talk about it. Be intentional, which you'll hear me say often, that word be intentional about finding ways that your life can become transformative. Oftentimes, too, we're very pessimistic. We're very, very negative. And being aware that more negative things come out in your output than positive things is important. Because once you become aware, checking your points for progress, right? Then you are able to help modify if that's a part of your life or area of improvement that you wish to modify. Some things you may say, I don't want to modify it. But I would hope as an adult that whatever you're hearing in the podcast will encourage you to make some changes just to be a better individual yourself. I do a self-inventory often about me, internal and external. Um, my strengths as well as the areas of improvement and I'm not perfect and I don't strive for perfection only progression every day I strive to to be or do something a tad different than I did the day before right so pessimistic or pessimism is a, a it is like a cancer or it's extremely toxic to your joy, your peace, your happiness. And being sad so much and disliking the world because you've been beat down so often by so many people as well as yourself, the best thing to do is to create the life that you want by starting fresh. You say, how do I do that? That's intentional as well. Waking up one morning and saying, you know what? Yes, that happened to me. And I I didn't deserve to get what I got. But you know what? I'm going to choose this day to rewrite my story. Fresh white canvas. And everything I do and everything I say moving forward will be a new me. And, and, and it doesn't matter who knows the old you. That's irrelevant, right? Because everybody's going to live their life to the, their best ability, right? And so what only matters is what you're thinking about how you can rewrite your story and start to be positive and whole and healthy and healed. Playing the victim is also toxic. You know, well, I can't get a job. Um... I have this problem with my finances because, you know, this thing happened. All right. Well, and that's true. But how long are we going to stay in that mindset? How long are we going to sit right there in that? Because sitting in it does not change the narrative. Yes, again, you know, I don't want to overgeneralize that bad things or negative experiences have been many of our stories it's true however we can't stay in that space not if we choose to have an authentic life of living 
and more than just living, how about thriving, right? How about doing better than just getting up every morning, waking up, hitting the alarm clock, hitting the snooze, rolling back over for another 10 to 15 minutes, getting up, bathing, showering, getting dressed, leaving the door, working, coming home, throwing something in the microwave, watching a little tube, going to sleep, and then getting up in the morning doing the same thing again. How about something better than that that we can shape and mold and form to be proud of. You know what, because the life you desire is the life you deserve. But it's gonna be the work in you that gets you where you're wanting to go. It's an independent journey, right? So playing the victim or being victim or self-victimization is only going to hinder you from propelling forward catastrophizing you had one bad experience or horrible or negative experience today and that might have happened at 9 a.m and so the whole day is gone is it you the whole day was bad because of a bad conversation a being singular a bad conversation or bad experience or that really, really inconsiderate person on the highway driving that you almost hit because of their, I don't know, their inability to be a responsible driver, it gave you a whole bad day, right? Or that is an example of cat catastrophizing or maybe, excuse me, something negative that you didn't desire or deserve happened in the a.m. And maybe something negative that you didn't desire or deserve happened in the afternoon. Or maybe another one in the p.m. That's three, right? But it's 24 hours in a day. Is the whole entire day bad? Is Would that be true? And sometimes it is. Depending on the experience or the trauma, yeah. Very true. It could definitely affect your whole day, your whole week, your whole month, and maybe even a whole year. But many times, that's not the reality. That's not the reality, right? Um, it does happen, but a lot of times we are making a situation bigger than it should be. Um, because we have become hypersensitive to the negative things in life because negative things always happens to us. And so we are hyper aware of the negative. And in being hyper too much, right, very high dose, high amount of being aware of the negative things that happen to us, it tends to desensitize the positive things that occur in our lives and we want to be mindful that that's our mindset again checking our points for progress right sometimes too we manipulate ourselves into having a negative life experience once you've experienced a trauma and many of us have I think if you're anything older than I don't know an adolescent or teenager these days, you've experienced at least one negative thing. And a trauma is, the definition of a trauma for me is simply this. If you can 
identify any a negative event or an event that has happened to you that have changed your mood, your life, completely traumatized how you see something or how you've experienced a thing. If you can define that it was traumatic to you, then it's traumatic. Regardless of what a book say or another person say, because only you know how much you can endure and, and what that looks like for you. So if you considered it as traumatic and a traumatic event, then it is, right? I can see a barking dog run up to me and he's charging at, you know, a, a bully breed, a big dog, right? Maybe a Roddy, a Rottweiler, or a Bulldog, or you know, a Doberman, you know, or, or anything. I can see a big dog charge at me and he's going 50 miles per hour with no leash and no owner, right? No human attached to him or her. And I'm not fearful. You can have the same experience and it's traumatic for you. And so, because again, you'll hear me say this often as well, mental health is an independent journey. Yours may not look like anyone else's and let that be okay. That's okay. You don't have to make an excuse for it or talk someone into your belief system. Your belief system is your belief system. As long as you are being held accountable to your healing and your transformations to be a healthy individual, I think that's okay. That's okay. It doesn't have to look like a societal norm or a cultural tradition. Um, your life experience um, is your lived experience. But there are many ways that we can manipulate ourselves right out of happiness. And we can do that by self-sabotaging, right? And so it's important for us to understand that when we see we're looking for red flags in ourselves and in others. The color red psychologically says that there's a danger. There is something to be aware of, red. Air quote in air quote, danger, danger. Look for it, right? Flashing, flashing. However, looking for something red still means that there's a trauma somewhere that you're trying to connect with. If this thing looked like that past thing that I don't want, then I, I don't deserve that. And I, I know what I don't want. Well, even when you're looking at yourself, well, it has to be me that's broken and messed up because I'm the common denominator and these things keep happening to me. And the other people that may have been in that experience with me, they don't know the person before and the person before that and the person before that. So something has to be wrong with me. I'm looking for my red flags. I'm looking for other people's red flags. How about we just look for data points? We're looking for behavioral patterns and we're collecting data about ourselves and about other people, but it doesn't have to be noted as red flags. Right, and so oftentimes we see where we may have assumed something or we did a guesstimation 
about something in fear of being hurt or losing control and we run ourselves right out of happiness. Before we know it, we've self-sabotaged. And words have power. Words are very, very powerful. I think that when you hear yourself speaking to yourself in a manner, or you hear yourself speaking to someone else in a manner, that that thing began to take legs or wings. And it kind of started to grow. And it started to become and shape and form. And so if you're always telling yourself something negative in your ear and you live in your head because you have over analytical thinking or ruminating thoughts, you want to be mindful even though you're not saying it with your mouth. Be very careful with how you're internally talking to yourself. Don't talk yourself out of a happy moment or a happy life. And again, take data points. Take, um, again, points for progress. You're looking at your behaviors. Where did you get that from? The self-sabotaging. Did you see mom do it? Maybe dad did it? Maybe that's something that happened when you were younger in school and so you just picked it up and now it's a habit. You can reform and reshape. You can reform and learn a new habit all day long you just got to be committed with determination, tenacity, and intention, right? And so today we're talking about what many people won't say. We're talking about things that we do to ourselves that create depression. It creates anxiety, right? Catastrophizing, self-loathing, comparing to others, pessimism, manipulation, and self-sabotage, most of the time, too, you'll hear me say this often, fear of failing or afraid to lose control, that's what creates anxiety. A lot of times, we create an internal storm because we do have the fear of failing. Or we say we're angry all the time because there's a fear hidden behind anger. Anger is always a secondary emotion, not a first one. It's masked by something else, which is typically fear of some sort. Losing control is a great big deal. And the reason why you want to gain control is because the truth of the matter is, is you're not in control over most things anyway. And I know that's hard, a hard topic there, right? There aren't many things that we have control over Control is an illusion of a perceived life and a perceived ability that we have in our lives. But even things that we plan can go awry. Even events or um, certain things that we look forward to sometimes don't go quite as planned. And you know what? It took me quite some time to understand for myself that I have to let go and let that be okay. I don't control all things. Yes, I make a plan. I'm extremely intentional with um, a schedule. I, I, I do like the structure of life. 
Um, but I do understand that not all things will go according to plan. So without being so rigid, you can teach yourself how to become fluid. So again, many of these things that we're talking about today creates a very, very deep, in-depth um, lifestyle that reflects mental illness. But as we're talking about this, please be encouraged and inspired to go back and replay this and, and often and hear me say that many of these can be transformed and you can change. Again, with intentionality, with determination, and with motivation. Tenacity, right? And so if you see someone in your life that have these, please don't go to them and say, oh my goodness, I heard this podcast and shake your finger in their face and say, you have this, or I think she was describing you in this. That only hurts a little bit more. It stings a little bit more. Um, you can introduce them to the podcast itself, but let's be very careful of how we shake our fingers to others when we're still working on ourselves deeply. And that's an everyday work. Working on your mental health is a lifestyle. It should not be seen as a diet. We don't get better and then say, oh yeah, no, I'm done, right? And so, and I, most of the things that I, I share with my clients is, I am only as good as their mental health have become. And so maybe in the beginning, um, we may start off as weekly and then we go to bi-weekly. The goal is only to maintain mental health. And so maybe that's a, a once every four to eight week check-in, maybe every six weeks, a check-in, just to make sure that things are still okay, to take a mental health inventory, and, you know, it, it may be time to reshape or rethink a coping skill that have become stale. Um, maybe writing or poetry or running or jogging have helped with sleep or um, anger or just mental health, having optimal mental health. But then... Maybe something has happened to where that has become more challenging. And so we reposition what your tools are to help you get where you're trying to go and then help manage where you are. And so please don't point out um, maybe what to you may be the obvious about your family or your partner. Um, but in an effort to, with love, maybe just introduce them to the episode and we watch it together or we listen to it together in a partnership, right? It's what I talk about when we discuss um, compromising to cohabitate. Again, in this episode, episode nine of the Heart of Choke podcast, we're getting to the heart and the core of many challenging topics regarding our mental health and what many clinicians or mental health professionals, psychology majors, master social work, psychiatry won't share. Um, but here in the Heart, Heart of Choke podcast, there's not much that we won't share as long as, again, we do not diagnose. We just get to the core of who we are, 
who others may be in the world around us. I hope that this was helpful to you. I thank you for your time, your attention, and I thank you for Blind Trust. Have a good day, and I look forward to hosting you again soon. I am TD Montina. Take care.